0: That's investher, H-E-R, con.com, promo code 100, best ever to get $100 off your ticket.
1: What I've done is I've grouped all my properties into an area of what I call my strike zone. And it's basically a zone that's about two to three miles wide. And by buying all your properties in one single area, you basically become an expert in that area.
0: Best ever listeners, you ready to take your online advertising into the big leagues? are you ready to get more leads? Well, how about we do all this for free? Yeah, sure. Free. Well, it starts out with a free strategy session with Dan Barrett. You recognize his name. Episode 565 titled Google AdWords and Cutting Edge Strategies. He's the only certified Google partner agency that works exclusively with real estate investors. That's why I'm talking about him. And he's managed over a million dollars of client spend and scored an 80th percentile for or higher for best practice. Basically, he knows his stuff. And he is offering a free strategy session for one hour to do a deep dive with you and learn about your market and collaboratively come up with an online advertising strategy based on your target audience. And he's offering to do this for the best ever listeners go to AdWordsNerds.com forward slash Joe. Now I mentioned free. Well, the strategy session is free. And then you can either take the online advertising strategy that he comes up with on the call and go implement it yourself. There you go, it's free. Or you can have him and his agency do it for you. It's a turnkey solution. And by the way, that likely one that being free too, assuming that, you're closing on the leads that he's generating for you as a result of all the efforts. Go to adwordsnerds.com forward slash Joe. He's got some amazing stuff. Ask him about the pre-targeting for direct mail lists that he does. It's something unique to their company and it's pretty exciting stuff. He's noticing some tremendous results as a result of doing pre-targeting. So ask him about that. AdWordsNerds.com forward slash Joe. Best ever listeners, welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Joe Fairless. This is the world's longest running daily real estate investing podcast. We only talk about the best advice ever. We don't get into any fluffy stuff. With us today, Corey Binsfield. How are you doing, Corey?
1: Doing great, Joe. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing well and looking forward to diving in. You have... Quite an accomplished track record. You're a financial advisor at Structured Wealth Advisors and a full time real estate investor. In 1998, Corey set a goal to purchase 10 duplexes, 20 total units in 10 years. And he reached that goal in eight years. And that accomplishment led him to create 102Million.com, which is 10, the number 2Million.com. There's a link to it in the show notes page. He owns over ninety seven units from duplexes to apartment buildings and brings in over one million dollars in annual revenue. Based in Duluth, Minnesota, which is in central standard time, not eastern standard time. Blew my mind when I, I learned that. I thought Minnesota was eastern. Anyway, with that being said, Corey, you want You've to been give the too best busy
1: of, buying real estate show. I
0: know, I know, right? <laughs> you want to give the best ever listeners a little bit more about your background and your focus. How far back? <laughs> However far back is relevant for the listeners.
1: Alright, well just a little background. I've always been self-employed as a kid with two paper outs, lawn mowing business. And then after high school, I joined the army and became an army airborne ranger. After that, decided to go off to college because it was paid for and ended up in California. And then from there, lot of business there as well as as a blackjack dealer and discovered why I hated working for a fortune 500 company because I actually got laid off in college at the casino which I was kind of shocked about so that kind of just fueled the fire to be self-employed and basically design my own destiny and so from there went to San Francisco became a financial advisor had a mad as hell I can't take it any more moment on the Golden Gate Bridge one day and said, I'm out of here. Went back to the Midwest, into my back to my hometown here in Duluth, Minnesota, and I always wanted to buy real estate. So I knew a couple of guys here along with my brother that were doing quite well with the real estate. And I said, hey, if they can do it, I can do it. So that's where I basically started on my journey with the 10 to a million goal, which was 10 duplexes in 10 years. Kind of focusing on multifamilies.
0: With each duplex, is it about $100,000? And is that how you get to the million number?
1: Yeah, it's kind of laid out in this book called uh, Building a Wealth One House at a Time with this guy named John Schaub. And that book was kind of instrumental. It just basically said, buy one house a year until you get to 10. And we're in a market where I like to call it a linear market, but you don't get like the big swings like you do in California or Arizona or Vegas. And so you can typically get a duplex here. When I first started out, you could typically get them from like 80,000 back in 98, Mm -hmm. maybe 70,000. And now you're looking at probably 140 to 160 for a decent one in a good neighborhood.
0: Hmm. You were focused on duplexes. Now you've scaled up. Why did you scale up? Why not just continue to get duplexes? Well,
1: it's more about leverage and trying to maximize my time. So once I hit the 10 duplex goal, I just said, how can I get more units with less work? And so from there, I started looking at anything that was four units or higher. And that's really how I grew the portfolio after the 10. I still have the 10 duplexes to this day. But once you get into multifamily, then I discovered there's a couple more levers I could pull to add value and create more cash flow as well as gain more leverage.
0: And what are those
1: is, well, when you look at like single family homes, duplexes, triplexes, even fourplexes, the price is always based upon sales comp,
0: mm-hmm.
1: similar listings. And once you get into the five unit plus space, then you can start looking at ways to add value, which is you can go in and say, okay, I've got a multifamily that has X amount in expenses. If I lower those expenses... I can raise the cash flow, and if I can raise the cash flow, then I can drive the value higher.
0: What's your largest apartment building?
1: My biggest one, well, I just picked up 11 units, but let me think. Oh, wait, I got a 13 unit.
0: Yeah, 13 unit. And what have you done on the 13 unit to add value, if anything, at this point?
1: That one, I basically, the first thing I did was I replaced the furnace system. It was like an ancient boiler. From like the 1930s. In my town, we have like a lot of really old housing stock. And so the landlord basically didn't mind literally paying these high heating bills. So I went in there and put in a high efficiency boiler and that dropped the heating bill by like probably around four or five thousand a year. Wow. And then in addition to that, I went in and started adding a low flow toilets. And so between the low flow toilets adding low flow shower heads and faucets and kind of upgrading in those areas, I was able to drop the water bill by another like two or three thousand. Mm. So, you know how the math works. On a multi, if you can basically lower the expenses, let's say, by like eight to ten grand a year, in theory you could drive the value up by another you know, sixty thousand after all expenses. hmm
0: Did you know to do put in the high-efficiency boiler versus the furnace system? Because a lot of people who don't have experience with mechanical stuff might not know that's a value add.
1: I'm actually an idiot with tools. So I'm not mechanical, <laughs> so nor am I an engineer. Did All I. I did was I looked at the expenses and the bills, and I said, God, there's got to be a way to drive these costs lower. And so I did this thing called an like energy audit, Our local uh, utility offers these free energy audits for, you know, water saving and heating efficiencies. And so they sent this guy out here and said, hey, you know, replace this boiler and your payback on it. It was like a $15,000 boiler. He goes, if you replace this, you'll get your money back in two or three years Mm. just from the cost savings. That's actually a pretty good tip if you have it in your area. Any of these companies provide energy audits. It's just a great service because mm. they can show you how to save a lot of money.
0: That is a phenomenal tip. You just called your electric company?
1: Yeah. We have this company called Comfort Systems, and they handle the heating and the water because everything up here is like, not everything, but all my buildings are natural gas. And so I call them up and arranged the energy audit, and then they just went through all my buildings with me.
0: Mm. Would they do that for your duplexes?
1: Yeah, it was actually fascinating because I first learned about it on my duplexes when I had a couple of old boilers, and I wanted to replace them, and what was even better was up here, they'll give you a 10-year loan at a fixed rate of 4.9%, so you can go upgrade a boiler with virtually no money out of pocket, Cost you, let's say a $5,000 boiler would cost you over a 10-year period, $49 a month to get a brand new one in there, and then you're Energy savings more than pays for the boiler.
0: With no money down? That's a fantastic tip. Thank you for sharing that. I'm glad we ventured down that direction with the Q&A session. Let's talk about your duplexes because I suspect a lot of Best Ever listeners' imaginations are churning thinking about what you said earlier with the book you read, Building Wealth One House at a Time, where you buy a house a year for 10 years. And there you go. You got ten homes. What's the purpose of that?
1: Well, for me, is I'm a financial advisor, but I have a lot of clients that are in real estate. And to me, the main purpose was to basically retire quicker. And so my original goal was to have a backup plan in case, whenever Wall Street sneezes, you get like a forty percent hit on your stock portfolio. Well, financial advisor, my income starts dropping by forty percent or so, and so. The original goal was that 10 properties would offset the ups and downs in my financial advisory business. And to me, it was simple. I mean, anyone can do it. You just go buy one property a year. I mean, the first one, we call it house hacking, where I lived in it. So I was able to get a cheap loan on it, FHA, first-time loan. Actually, no, the first one was a crappy triplex. The second one was when I got traditional financing. And I could get in at three and a half percent down. But uh, I'd say anyone out there that's trying to build wealth quicker or possibly retire sooner, the buy one house a year strategy is just perfect.
0: Hmm. And with my homes, I have three right now. I make probably 200 bucks a month, but then a tenant moves out and we have to pay like $5,000 in one case this past summer to fix it up and then that wipes away all my profits for like 2 years. Is that a challenge you have as well?
1: Well, I would say once you have like 10 properties, you can eat that cost a lot easier. But if you have 1, 2 or 3, it's definitely a challenge. Cuz I mean I had a back when I first started out, I made the mistake of not screening someone quite well. And they had a pitbull and, and exactly what you just said. The pit bull created about $5,000 worth of damage, and there goes all my profits. Mm -hmm. But people have to keep in mind that in addition to the cash flow profit on the real estate, you're also picking up the tax benefits. You're picking up on the leverage. You get the appreciation. You get the mortgage pay down by your tenants. So even when you take a $5,000 hit, you're still going to come out ahead in the long run. And hopefully you
0: learn your lesson by putting in the right tenant. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I fired the management company. (laughs) Actually, no, I misspoke. I didn't fire the management company this last go around, but I did fire them. The first one I worked with and the one I have now does a phenomenal job. It just the house needed some repairs. That's what happens when you have a house that was built in the early 1980s, I think. Anyway, what type of loans did you put on these duplexes besides the first couple?
1: Basically, 1 through 10, all of them were traditional, conventional loans. And I was a little bit blessed in that, or lucky, basically. Forget blessed. I just got lucky. But as I was growing the portfolio from 1998 up to about 2008, the lending environment was a lot easier. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't as restrictive when you got to, like, I understand now, if you try to get loans for properties 5 through 10, with Fannie or Freddie, it can get pretty gnarly in terms right. of down payment, 25% down, and they want six months PITI and reserves per property, so that can get pretty spendy. Mm-hmm. And now I just do straight commercial loans, 20 year loans with regional
0: banks. Okay, and regional banks meaning portfolio lenders, so they don't sell the loan to someone else and they have more decision power. Okay.
1: Yeah, and those banks are typically a lot smaller. They're like your little local bank. You go talk to the business banker, and hopefully the business banker knows what they're doing. And they've worked with a lot of real estate people.
0: Mm -hmm. What bank do you use?
1: Right now, I've got so many banks. Up here, it's this bank called National Bank of Commerce. Another one's called the Lake Bank. I've got a bunch of conventionals with Wells Fargo. And then, well, it used to be countrywide, then they went under. Mm -hmm. And now it's, what are they now? Bank of America, I think. Along with JPMorgan Chase, which they bought out the other loans from the other lender Mm -hmm. that went under. Mm -hmm. So the financial crisis was pretty interesting. I was Mm -hmm. watching all these banks fail. And I was literally getting a letter every six months saying, we're your new uh, servicer.
0: (laughs) Game of music. I was like, oh, there goes Lehman. (laughs) Yeah, right. All right, so you got the duplexes and their long-term holds. Is all of your stuff long-term hold?
1: Yeah, I'm Mr. Buy and Hold, never sell. I'm kind of like Warren Buffett. Right. My holding period's forever.
0: Okay, so you're buying and holding. And you're managing them yourself?
1: Yes. I decided to self-manage. I learned pretty much everything I needed to know on those first 10 duplexes. And then from there, I went out and bought property management software. I used this program called Appfolio. Uh I kind of went through a series of different software providers, but my latest one is Appfolio, which I love. And that allows me to basically be my own property manager. And manage now. I'm actually up to 116 units because I just purchased a couple more last year.
0: 116 units. You're managing them yourself. You've got some war stories, I'm sure. I shouldn't say war stories because you're a former <laughs> Army Airborne Ranger. So I should say you've got That's some. In- fine. I've yeah. seen what. I've seen much worse. <laughs> you've got some interesting stories. I'm sure. Tell us a story of an interesting experience as a landlord.
1: Well, my first bought that thirteen unit where we're talking about the energy audit and replacing the boiler and so on, it was probably within a month of owning it and there was some really tough tenants in there. And I was basically trying to clean it up and bring in new tenants. So that's taken a while, but I got this Text from one of my new tenants. She was great, by the way. She's like, Hey, Corey, there's a shakedown at the building. I'm like, What on (laughs) earth is she talking about? (laughs) And so I call her up. I'm like, What is what? What do you mean a shakedown? Is this like the 70s, you know? And she's like, There's a SWAT team, it's ATF, customs and border, sheriff, the building's surrounded. I'm like, What are you talking about? And so it ended up I had put these tenants in there that were supposedly contract workers for a target corporation. And end result was they were illegal immigrants from Mongolia. And even though this company vouched for them out of Colorado, they basically swooped in there, grabbed them, threw them on an airplane, and sent them back to Mongolia. So after that, I was like, I need a better way to screen tenants. And that's where I, en- I enlisted the help of this other company called Rental Research. And that's when I got into background checks with people.
0: Rental research. How much do you pay a month for that or per inquiry?
1: That one is basically per inquiry. It's like a flat fee. So I believe, oh, what are they charging now? I want to say it's like around 20 to 25 bucks. And then you have the, the tenant that's applying, they pay for it.
0: Do you make any money off of that exchange?
1: No, in Minnesota, you can't turn that into like a profit center. Okay. So it just basically, you have to charge a fair price.
0: Mm-hmm. Tell us uh, the numbers. And now on... with my
1: appfolio, they cover it, so it's pretty nice.
0: Oh, appfolio covers the background charge or the background yeah, so check. they rather? still
1: charge you. Yeah, they still charge you to do it. But with appfolio, now it's completely automated. Where if someone applies for one of my properties, is click a button on the ad, and then they click another button, and they're into the rental application. And then I get an email notice and then I scan through it and click another button, you're approved. So it's pretty fun.
0: Mm. Makes
1: my life a lot easier from the old days.
0: Tell us just really quick numbers on a typical duplex that you bought just to get an idea of the cash flow.
1: I would say typical duplex, let me try to visualize one. We'll do this one that I picked up a couple years ago as part of a package deal. But well, do you want numbers on like a market one or like a value play?
0: One that would fit your portfolio that is most like the rest of your portfolio, just to get an idea of the type of stuff you're buying.
1: Okay, because the last one I bought was, I probably paid a little under $40,000 for it, but it was, it was a complete rehab project. And after throwing in another like thirty or 40000 I think it was all in at about Eighty thousand, and now that one currently rents for seventeen hundred a month. On that one, total, yeah, seventeen hundred yeah. monthly rents total.
0: That's great. That's outstanding.
1: Fifty per unit.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, that one's kind of a rare one, though. If someone were a new investor coming into this town, they would probably be running just under a one percent rent to value ratio.
0: Okay, that eighty thousand dollars all in price. Did you get financing for that, or did you have to pay that out of pocket?
1: No. The way it worked out was I had one of my flooring guys knew this guy that had three properties, and he wanted to sell. So I ended up approaching him. And at the time, I was already buying a big, not a big multi-unit, but I think I was buying buying an eight-unit at the time. So I just told him, like, well, I'm tying up all my cash on this apartment deal, but if you give me seller financing, I'll give you 10% down on all three of your properties. You finance the rest, and then I'll basically pay you off over 10 years. And so, as a result of that deal, I was able basically to get it in for, I think, kind of ended up for like 19000 down for all three properties. Mm. And then I exchanged two of them into another multifamily just to kind of upgrade the portfolio.
0: When you say you exchanged, does that mean 1031 exchange?
1: I was actually thinking of doing a 1031 on it, but the guy that was selling the eight unit, the multifamily, he was in kind of a hurry. So I just said, forget it. So we just basically exchanged properties and I gave him the two properties that I didn't want. And he gave me, he didn't give it to me, but then I bought his eight unit property and I was able to get into that eight unit with basically through the exchange, I was able to get into it for like 6,000 down. So that was like an incredible deal.
0: Yeah, that sounds like an incredible deal. It's something that doesn't happen often. You met the person through the guy who does your flooring.
1: Yes. Hmm. You never know where you're going to get a lead from. So I always tell people, yep, I'm buying properties. If you know anyone that's selling, let me know.
0: Did you compensate the guy who did your flooring for that lead? And if so, how much?
1: No, but he gets all my flooring done.
0: (laughs) 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 Did he ask? Then he's like, hey, I know you're a guy He's
1: just No, he's a great guy. He's been refinishing my hardwood floors for probably the last 10 years, and he's just wonderful to work with. And was basically a family member that's trying to get out of these properties, kind of like a tired landlord. So he basically said, you will be doing me the world's biggest favor if you buy these properties from this Got family it. member
0: okay so i'm like right. Oh, all right win win win
1: it was okay. and i even offered to compensate him and he basically said nope just keep sending me your foreign business i'm like oh. all right he was just so happy that i took these properties off the family's hands because everyone was complaining mm-hmm. they're just like oh sell these properties you know and so yeah. he felt he was just helping out a family member
0: Was your best real estate investing advice ever
1: this one, I'm not sure if everyone can do this, but what I've done is I've grouped all my properties into an area what I call my strike zone, and it's basically a zone that's about two to three miles wide, and by buying all your properties in one single area, you basically become an expert in that area, and plus, it's fun to drive down the
0: street and see all your properties. Mm. All 116.
1: Are with. It takes me five minutes to get to any one of my properties.
0: Wow. That's cool. That reminds me of, I think his an interview with Chad Carson I did, and he has a similar approach. He just stays very local, and he just dominates that market. And somewhere, I think it's South Carolina. I know he we went to Clemson. Episode 457, How to Stay Local and Dominate. There it is. Interesting. I
1: Time saver. Mm-hmm. Part just, of the reason I did it was because I have another business, and I wanted to, once again, how can I maximize my time mm. and so all the properties have to be together all the showings are together my maintenance guys they all can get there really quick so it works out it's a true win win
0: yeah especially since you're managing your own properties exactly you ready for the best ever lightning round let's do it alright first just had, like work. lightning
1: round like bigger pockets like time
0: for the lightning round <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I've got some cool lead-up music that you can't hear right now, but it gets put in oh, during perfect. the editing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. First, a quick word from our best-ever partners. Got your free strategy session to generate online leads yet? Well, if not, go to adwordsnerds.com forward slash Joe. Dan Barrett's going to give you a concrete online advertising strategy by the end of the conversation. You can choose to implement it yourself, or you can work with this team, and they'll implement it for you. AdWordsNerds.com forward slash Joe. Are you ready to transition your investing from a hobby into a business that has consistent deal flow? The Investor Success Mastermind and Coaching Program can help you accelerate your growth. Find out more at InvestorSuccessMastermind.com. That's InvestorSuccessMastermind.com. Best ever book you've read?
1: You know, I'm going back to that John Schaub book, yeah. Building Wealth One House at a Time, Making It Big on Little Deals. That just was amazing. And then for your best ever listeners, if you're looking to get into multifamily, I'd highly, highly recommend Jake and Gino's book, Wheelbarrow Profits.
0: Mm. Best ever deal you've done that you haven't talked about?
1: That I haven't talked about?
0: Yep. Okay, it's
1: going to be the deal I just did. And what happened there was it was a property I've been trying to buy for 10 years. I've been bugging this trust department at this bank, and sure enough, out of the blue, the guy called me in September and says, hey, you still want to buy this property? And it was that 11 unit that I just bought, and I said, sure, let's do it. So that one had a couple of warts on it, needed a foundation and some tuck pointing, but so far, it's turning out to be just an incredible deal.
0: Best ever way you like to give back?
1: I would say I go into Bigger Pockets and basically go into the forums and give advice there, as well as I'm toying with this new blog called 10 to a Million and just basically throwing it out there, my journey as a real estate investor and offering tips for people.
0: What's the biggest mistake you made? I also have
1: this thing called a Clarity.fm account where I do spot coaching. Oh, cool. Uh, It's kind of fun. Okay, biggest mistake. I've made so many. It's just amazing. So let's, (laughs) I would say, this actually, I think your listeners will like this one. I was doing this deal, and the deal basically almost went south because the bank got cold feet. And so what I would advise people to do is whenever you're looking at a deal, always have two lenders in the pipeline competing on that deal because when I almost lost that deal, it would have been the first deal I ever lost. And it would have kind of ruined my reputation in this town mm-hmm. by not being able to follow through on a deal. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty
0: frustrating. And what's the best place the Best Ever listeners can get in touch with you?
1: They can go to BiggerPockets or my blog at 10 millioncom or that Clarity.fm account.
0: All right. Well, Best Ever listeners... I recommend checking out his blog, 10TEN, the number 2 million.com. There's a link to it in the show notes page. Lots of interesting stuff there. I've been reading some of his articles that he's posted. And boy, Corey, thank you for sharing the tip on the energy audit. That's important for anyone who has real estate who's listening to this podcast. So that's pretty much everyone. Or if you're thinking about real estate investing, then... Now, write that down in a way that you can add value is simply by calling your local company and doing that energy audit, as well as your strike zone, grouping your properties in a a very small area where you can drive around in five minutes and see all the properties and everything in between that we talked about. Thank you for your service in the military. You are a stud if you are an Army Airborne Ranger, I know. So I appreciate everything you did for our country. Hope you have a best ever day and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Joe. Have an awesome day. Are you ready to transition your investing from a hobby into a business that has consistent deal flow? The Investor Success Mastermind and Coaching Program can help you accelerate your growth. Find out more at investorsuccessmastermind.com. That's investorsuccessmastermind.com.